What is going on, everyone? Today is Monday, August 26th. It's time to talk some baseball. Strap in, put your headphones in, start to do nothing at work. It's time to talk baseball. We had a wild weekend. The Yankees played the Dodgers, the Braves, and the Mets battled. Cleveland got some good wins, but some bad news. There's a lot going on, Jake, across the league. Let's do it. Let's talk baseball. We're talking baseball. Talking baseball, short and sweet. How you doing, Jake? Jimmy, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I'm back, back in Western civilization. Uh, players freakend. Are you kidding me? Uh, oh wow! You, you just go John Boy on the back of the jersey, John Boy and flying salami, or or what are we doing? Probably just do John Boy, right? Yeah, I think in your like but, you 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 eventually after your after a couple playoff weekends, you leak into something else. You leak into. Like the guys, you lose a bet and they bully you into being like Mr. Gray all day or something like that. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, um, yeah, maybe I'll just do my real name since that's not what I do most times. Switch it up. Right. I'm Players Weekend every day of my life. Jimmy. O'Brien. You go last name on a jersey? That's odd. Well, I'm switching it up. <laughs> I was joking too. Yeah. How are uh, how's your you back in, with Wi-Fi? You're not coming to us from a McDonald's this time. It's good, man. It's good. I uh, Lake Eufaula in eastern Oklahoma. You gotta go. Um, very scenic. I'm very friendly with Jeff, the manager of the McDonald's now. Uh, after setting up there, Jeff says he does FanDuel pretty regularly. Um, he's not a huge baseball guy, but he he might be tuning in because uh, he o- Oklahoma. Is anyone in Oklahoma a huge baseball guy? Who would their team be? It's tough. I think you get it. It depends where you are. I think you get a lot of Texas Rangers. Um, I think you could start sneaking into some Casey Royals territory. Uh, Oklahoma's a weird one. Like Eastern Oklahoma, you're out by Arkansas, and you're right. That's kind of one of the MLB dead zones over there. Well, it was literally a dead zone uh, service wise, but uh yeah good good times we we had a a bros fantasy football weekend a little golf a couple drinks uh the draft itself uh you're probably asking yourself why eastern oklahoma and yeah it's a good question it's a good question um we've we've done it uh, in denver dallas and okc so it was actually it was a really cool lake we had some bad weather the wi-fi ate at my soul a little bit uh but we're back and uh, yeah, man, it's you know I'm gearing up for the playoff run now. That was kind of I had a brief IL stint because I was on an innings limit, anyways. And now I, <laughs> I can just rip it. According to this map that I don't really trust, right? It's mostly Rangers and a little bit of Cardinals in Oklahoma. Oh yeah, you can get, I guess you can get some Cardinals out there. I think you're gonna lean Rangers country. This says the Royals don't really spread that far. And I think that's fair to a degree. I, you know, I think some of our Royals fans wouldn't like that, but uh, not necessarily baseball country. A lot of you're either Sooners or you're Pokes. You know what I always like when I pull up this map, and this wasn't planned. When you pull up the map of MLB locations, and yeah. you, you see that it's really the Northeast and the Midwest areas, because that was like you know that was what the America was for as long as it is. Yes, but Colorado and Seattle. Every road trip's a fucking road trip for those guys. Like it's wild. Isolated. 
It's wild. And I mean, never never mind the ballpark stuff in Colorado, whether you're a Coors Effect person uh, or, or whatever. I mean, Seattle, longest playoff drought in, in sports. So, yeah, I mean, I, we, it sounds like an off-season episode where we make fun of both of those teams' travels. But yeah. I just sent the picture I was looking at to the people in the chat, and the people in the chat, Jake, are the patrons, and we have some very special new patrons that are sponsoring this episode. Yes. Transition nailed. Alex Overshiner. Love that. You can't have the name Overshiner and not like have shiny shoes at all times. Overshiner, you're in. Alex Ove. Uh, Corey Robb. Two first names, tricky. A lot of letters, though. My brain went to corn on the cob. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair? Okay, that's allowed. Corey Robb, corn on the cob. Oh, yeah. All right. Joseph Fish with a C. All day. Joseph Fish. Joey, jo- Joey Fishes. Oh. Yeah, you can make an Italian mobster name out of anything. Anything. Joey Fishes. I mean, the other part of that is, I mean, you can also just make, I mean, you know, a Jimmy Bag of Donuts. And it's like, oh, yeah, mob name. Well, I mean, but you just threw, that doesn't, that's not as, as play on names. You, you no, throw, you did good with Joey Fish. Joey Fish was laid out a little bit there. But I mean, if we're going Italian mobsters, you know. You kill them, put them in the ocean. Joey Fish sleeps with the fishes. Yeah, because now he's Joey sleeping with the fishes, huh? <laughs> we wiretapped. Are you crying or laughing? Both, man. I was sad about Joey. Both. Who are those people? Our most recent Patreon subscribers and supporters. It's $2 a month. You get to be part of the show. The the You know what? For talking baseball, the people in the live chat, they've gotten to like add names to slump watch and shit. Like they're, they're doing big things. You get a chance to win uh, a jersey every single month. We have a raffle for all our patrons, and two of them at the end of every month win a jersey of their choice from affordablejerseys.com. If you're a Yankees fan, it's awesome because they don't have the names on the back, but they have every team. And I believe if they don't have a player you want, you can simply just say, hey, I want this number. Don't quote me on that. I can get in touch if you need me to, but I think they're able to do that. I don't know. But yeah, they are our most recent patrons. They brought you this episode. We're excited to have them. How are you doing, Players Weekend, Jim? I'm good. you want to get like some quick Players Weekend talk out before we do the reports? I think so, because we left the main topic out there, and I think this would be the main topic, but it's not really a main topic, because good baseball should be the main topic, and not ignoring the fact that we've danced around not having white baseball uniforms for years, because the baseball also happens to be white, but... um, The Dodgers were white. Yeah, but I mean with colors on it and stuff. Yeah. And you can see the names and the players and things like that, which should be, you know, a players weekend thing. Yeah. You reminded me. I also, for the patrons, I post the notes so they can follow along if they want. Um, notes. Man, I, I think I don't like to be a let's bash on the MLB or let's bash on MLB show because it's easy. Right. And I like. Major League Baseball. I love baseball. I'd love we to love work it. with them. I'd love <laughs> fact, to be on. We fr- love. In we fact, love baseball. We love baseball. I'd love to be on good terms with them, but it's just so funny that the Players' Weekend is supposed to be this like fun, colorful, full of personality, and every home team and every away team wore the same exact uniform. 
Yeah. You couldn't tell them apart. It no. was like, let's, let's, let's get their individuality out there by making them all wear the same exact thing. It just doesn't yeah. make sense. And their spin or what their thought process was, was let's give them a blank canvas. So just their personality shines through. But I mean, that's not how it happened. No. And I, I mean, I, we recorded talking Yanks last night. I had the TV, I had ESPN on mute in the background uh, because the Yanks played the ESPN night game versus the Dodgers. We'll talk about that a little bit, but uh, so just the highlights were rolling, and you know if I looked up, you couldn't tell who anyone was. I I basically you you'd see a swing and up oh, there's a home run and it's like okay figure out the stadium okay so I think the Twins are the home team and it's, uh, what so. I don't know. Like like you said, it is easier to rip on it than be a fan of it. We do like a lot of it. There's some good energy. Um, the cleats and the bat stuff, that's pretty fun. Um, that's that stuff that people should like. Yeah, they need, a, they need a better concept with the uniforms. I don't know if they want to mix up the theme every year. Did or, you hear what, what uh, Chapman did on Oakland A's? I think this should be shared. And there's probably so many other... Things just like this that I don't know of that I would share if I want. But Chapman had a friend who was a baseball player mm. who passed away before he could make the bigs if he was going to make the bigs. And I think he wore his name on his jersey. And then he's giving that jersey to the kid's mom. Like, hey, this is his big league jersey. Like, that's fucking, like, awesome. Yeah, I think there was a couple skag shout outs, too, and things like that. So... It's uh, I I think the way I I said it to you last night is is it it's it's baseball to a degree and I guess this will be the rip is that it's just a little off that you know players weekend had that these kind of cool things happen you just mentioned Matt Chapman you've got a lot of silly nicknames you've got fun cleats you've got fun bats and yet at the end of players weekend the topic that will be discussed by sports shows will be Oh, they they all use black and white uniforms. You couldn't tell who the players were, and it just sucks. I mean, that's it. It seems like that's straight from the Major League Baseball playbook, where it's like, okay, we've got a pretty good concept here, but the execution is a little lackluster. And again, this is the third Players Weekend, so I mean, there is room to grow, and we do have good things going on. Uh, so I don't know. Keep keep tweaking it and trying to build on it a little more and, and get some good ideas. But yeah, I mean the, the uniforms uh, there, it, there was two teams. <laughs> there was two teams in major league baseball this weekend, the black team and the white team. Right. Yeah. That's stupid. It's, it's just what the white uniforms look so bad. The black uniforms run people. I mean, I said this on talking Yanks. So I'll repeat it. Craig council looked like an extra from Avril Lavigne's skater boy music video. Just looked so brutal. Francona said he was embarrassed to go make a pitching change. Clayton Kershaw and the entire or the entire Dodgers asked, "Can we wear our regular uniforms on Sunday?" I mean, this is supposed to be for the players, right? And you have the players asking to opt out of something that you're doing specifically for them. And then Kershaw asked if he could wear his blue hat, not the white hat. It was just, it just a, it was a miss. I don't want them to end Players Weekend. I like the idea of it. It's just. You did it right the first two years. This was a swing and a miss. Yeah, and I mean, just think uh, we that that one Sunday night game we saw. There's a guy in the Yankees, Tyler Wade, 
who came up for a pinch hit at bat, and he had this silver kind of fun-looking bat. And when he went to the plate, the umpire said, no, you can't do that. Like, it was too, it was too shiny, the actual reasoning. Yeah, it had, heard a, someone it had say a lacquer that. on it, so if the sun can reflect off it, right. it needs to be like matte colors, not shiny colors. I don't so, think that's a player's again, weekend just, thing. The, Right, but the I mean the fact that he still thought he could use that in in some degree is an issue. And like you mentioned Kershaw's cap and they said he didn't get permission, but then like right before the game they gave him permission if he really wanted and it's just like, okay, so we found the disconnect. Like, hey, let's 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 get so, some of the best ideas from the players, put those in a bucket and move those forward. And I I don't know. There's something there. It wasn't a bad players weekend. There's a lot of good baseball, but again, it's <laughs> we're sorting between two. Th- if if you're just a casual fan and you're like, I want to check out some baseball highlights, I think you check out almost immediately. Oh yeah, this is brutal. You'd, you're like, you let me check in on my Cardinals, and then you're like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, with that. all right, let's get into the baseball. The actual baseball is played. I'm going to go into the National League report, which is brought to you by our friends over at Roosevelt's. Roosevelt shirts, no vowels allowed, R-S-V-L-T-S. If you've seen that brand and you're not sure how to pronounce it, it's Roosevelt's. We asked them. They told us. They love what we're doing here. They upped it to 20% off if you go to rsvltscom slash John Boy. Oh, struggling. Anyway, had something stuck in my foot. They have a bunch of shirts. They, if you go to that site, rsvlts.com slash johnboy, it takes you to a collection of shirts. They're like super fun. They say here they're conversation starters, which couldn't be more true. They got pop culture. They got baseball. They have like, uh, there's a Sandlot one with ham, poor, uh, ham uh, pointing, calling a shot, and it's all over Judge Warren's postgame once. They got a ton, so go there. Uh, go click the link, look around, get one, 20% off. Jake and I are getting some today, so we got to figure we're, that out. We're swagging out with Roosevelt's. They've, they've been cool. Aaron Judge with Lady Liberty, we like that. Ron Swanson, if you're a Parks and Rec person, go check them out now. Oh, and shout out to Mikey Rotano, who made the baseball boogie beat for us that I'm going to put as the underlay for our yeah. National League and American League report. He He heard that I asked for it. I wanted a, what did I want? Just instrumental, and he created it, and I fucking love it. So here we go, Jake. What happened in the National League? Jimmy, in the National League, your Atlanta Braves, actually, they're my Atlanta Braves, huh? They sweep the Mets, including a pair of two-to-one wins, the first of which was 14 innings. DeGrom, I think we'll talk about him in a little bit. Brutal for the Mets. Although, Jim, and we'll get there, the Mets don't lose any ground in the wild card. Braves just do their thing again. The Washington Nationals, wow. They sweep the Cubbies at Wrigley. No Scherzer or Corbin either. And they twist the knife, winning the final game in 11 innings on a wild pitch. Woofers be dog. The Phillies, oh no. They go down to South Bish. They lose two out of three to the Florida Fishies, Jim. The Phillies lost the first game 19-11, to and then on Sunday they lose 3-2. to That's pretty brutal for the Phillies. They had a chance to make up some ground there. 
Jim, in the Central, you know the Cubbies got rolled up on by the Nats. Your St. Louis Cardinals sweep my Colorado Rockies. Yep, that adds up. In a four-game set in St. Louis to take a two-and-a-half lead in the NL Central. Boogity, boogity, boogity. The Brewers, they take two out of three hosting the Diamondbacks. Brewers pitching held Arizona to one run in the first two games total, including a little Jordan Lyles no-hit bid game one. How about that? In the cellar of the NL Central, the Pirates, they take out the broomsticks at home versus the Cincinnati Reds. Yikes. Bauer gets knocked around again. The Reds had a lead in the ninth of game one. They blow it, and then they just blow the rest of the series. Pretty brutal for the Reds. And Jimmy in the wild, wild west. You know the D-backs lost their series to the beer makers. You know my Rockies got swept again. The Dodgers hosted the New York Yankees. The marquee matchup of the 2019 baseball season up to this point. The Bombers take down Ryu in game one. The Dodgers win a controversial pitcher's duel in game two. And the rubber match, Domingo Herman versus Clayton Kershaw. Doesn't get better than this. New York powers their way to a win in that game. A very nice series win after getting swept by Oakland. Jim, pretty convenient. I just mentioned Oakland. How about the San Francisco Giants with a little two-game sweep of the Athletics? Baseball moves quick, people. Giants win them both, capped off by an Evan Longoria. Two RBI single to get the 5-4 victory on Sunday. And last and pretty much least, the Padres avoid a three-game sweep on Sunday behind a Machado two-run homer after they lose the first two games to your Boston Red Sox. Wow. I think Machado hadn't homered in like 20 games or something like that too, so it was kind of get back on track, homer. Man, what shot, What really, really stands out is the Cubs getting swept at home. They've been bad on the road. They've been good at home, correct? Yes. And, yes. I mean, Lester, you had him on Slump Watch a couple episodes ago. He came off. He has a bad outing. Uh, Quintana, you had him last episode talking about how he could become a hero. He has a bad outing. Cole Hamels has a good outing, but... Uh, they it goes into extras and all that, but yeah, that's it's not good for the Cubs. Yeah, Jim, and I I, I think the biggest thing, uh, like you said, the Cubbies, a hey, they slip below the Cardinals, uh, and all those. So a we now have a first tier clean cut NL wild card team. I think I think the Nationals have taken the jump. The offense has been insane. Their pitching has been there. I think they are what? They have a four-game lead um, uh, above the Cubs to be that first wild-card team, and they're just rolling. They've won five straight. Uh, Jim, I my my new Jakey, uh, it's kind of a lame term, but I just like saying it in a fun way. I'm buying stock in my Nats. I'm, just, I'm so East Coast biased, Braves and Nats. Yeah, well, you choose one. Well, Jim, I'm telling you why. I can, I, you could buy a lot of stocks. Nobody's making you buy one stock. Jim, the Nationals, we've talked about how much we like the pitching. The hitting has been rolling. And, Jim, they've got a nice little schedule coming up. We talked about the Mets schedule and how much they should be fearing that. The Nationals have won five straight. They host Baltimore for two and then Miami this weekend. Uh, so the Nats are can get even hotter than they're currently doing. And uh, I, you're, you're going to hear me talking some Nationals today, baby. 
But uh, I, I think they have now, I think they have removed themselves from that NL Central slash Phillies, Milwaukee, Mets tier. And they're, they're in their own uh, next level above those wildcard teams for me. Makes sense. No, no, I think that's, I think a majority of people would see it that way as of now. We did say that the Nationals during this run need to stay within, was it five? Or it'd be nice if they can get it down to four against the Braves because they have six or seven games coming up against each other um, in three series. And the se- September 5th, it kicks off, and they will have seven games against each other in a 10-day span. And I want those seven games to hold a lot of weight. So I would have loved it if the Mets could have snagged a game against the Braves with the national sweeping, if the Mets could have snagged a game, just to make it one closer, drop it from six-game lead to a five-game lead, something like that, you know? The Braves just don't do that, Jim, and no. that's it. I, I pass you know, every hot, test. Hot, hot take Jake over here. You know, the, the two teams I'm buying NL stock in, the Braves are on an eight-game win streak. The Nationals are on a five-game win streak. And it really is brutal. I mean, we'll talk about the first game of that Mets, <laughs> Mets-Braves series. But, yeah, I think, I think the overlying NL storyline is kind of like the Mets and the Phillies, uh, they both kind of had opportunities to make a little bit of a move with the Cubs. I mean, the Cubs are the second wild card team. They've lost three straight. There was there was chances for these teams to make move instead of everyone just kind of stand still, which is kind of good for the wild card race. But we could have seen a team make a move, and it didn't really happen. We just talked about how Colorado's so isolated. You know, like every yeah. trip, Atlanta after playing the Mets today, as we're talking, they had to fly to Colorado, so they were in New York City doing an East Coast swing. They got to fly to Colorado for one game against the Rockies and then fly back to the East Coast to Toronto to play two games against the Blue Jays before going home. That sucks. I'm sure they'll be able to handle that fine. It's not really a big kink, but just just from like having to fly to play one game in Colorado, that sucks. Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, grab grab a bunch of the AAA guys. Like there should be a rule about that. Like, I don't know. Like we we still want to play this game, but we're not shipping everyone from Colorado to Toronto. Yeah. How do you think about the Mets? Now, like you said they didn't lose any ground, but the Braves win all three games. DeGrom has a great performance. We'll talk about that later on. Um there's a really close 14 inning game there, obviously. And uh, there is another close game. I think it was five to four going into the later innings and the Mets bullpen, uh, you know, let the Braves score. I don't think it was Diaz again, gave up a home run in his first batter. Freddie Freeman takes him deep. His third, fourth pitch thrown. Um, then he, then he walked Charlie Culberson and just comes out. Um, then, Chris Flexen comes in. Yeah, so I don't know. Should the Mets fans be like really worried? Are they out? Is this just a blip? The Braves are good and you're not going to beat them anyway. So just as long as you like the fact they didn't lose any ground. I think if you're a Mets fan, you're like, okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, there, there was probably some crazy Mets fans that were thinking they could get back in maybe the, the NL East race. I mean, if, if you were, if you were that far in the deep end, that's very much gone now. No, I mean, you, you have to shrug. You say it's baseball and we had a chance. I mean, 
the Mets were close to winning two games. The, the, the Mets were close to winning three games in this series, but that's not how it works. The Braves are a better team. Um, it was at City Field, and the Mets had all this magic going, especially that 14-inning game. That What hurts me there is that the Mets' bullpen held in a high-leverage game. The Mets' bullpen held up for a bunch of innings just to lose it in the 14th. I, I think that one was obviously the dagger being the first game of the series. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, that's you have to walk away and just say it's baseball. The fact we didn't lose any ground and this happened, uh, that's that's kind of a win in and of itself. Uh, but, yeah, they, they would have – hot take, again, would have liked to get a win. And Milwaukee can't sweep the Diamondbacks. With the Cubs getting swept, um, you know, the, and they lost to the Cardinals – Last series, the Brewers did. So they win the series. And, I mean, if you're a Brewers fan, that's good. It's not a bad thing. But, like, sweeps will, when the Cubs get swept, it'd be nice to do a sweeping. Yeah, and I, the, the the other team in that mix that we didn't talk about, the uh, Jim, I mean, talk about blowing it. They would be a half game out right now. The Phillies, man, they lose. They got, well, A, they give up a 19 spot to the Marlins. Game one, which, okay, they scored 11, uh, so that game was kind of a mess. But this Sunday game, I mean, you get to win a series against Miami, the worst team in the in the league, um, to make yourself a half game back of the wild card, and they end up losing it. And that's, uh, I, I don't know, I just think that's the kind of game that you look back. And we, you know, I, I think someone called us out a few episodes ago, and they were like, why are you guys so down on the Phillies? And we, we were down on the Phillies. Um, I don't know. I just think the other teams have been ha- have a little more appeal to them. Um, you know, I mean, can the Phillies get it going? Absolutely. When Harper hit that walk off, we were just as stoked as everyone involved. Aaron Nola's been great for a little while now, but uh, yeah, I mean, the Phillies that's that's one you gotta have if you wanna if you wanna be in this. Yeah, what's the Phillies rotation now? They got Effin Nola. Vargas, Velasco. Arietta, Vargas. I think Arietta is not not pitching right now. He hurt. Mm. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he's on the IL. That's my bad. Yeah. So I don't know. Let me see. Great. Nola's good. They got Drew Nola's Smiley. Drew Smiley, Smiley going good. for them. Nice. Crazy. Yeah, nothing. I don't know, man. Like this is gonna be. You know what? Know what happened when all these teams are winning? I'm so into it. I'm like, yes, push each other. Let's go. And then like today, this week, they're like all losing, and it's like, come on. <laughs> Isn't that yeah, fun? It, it it makes uh, I guess some would say it makes it tough to buy stock in some of those teams. But yeah, I you're I, buying uh, a lot of stock. Just uh, my my National League stock is pretty well known. It's uh. But I heard that you uh, I, don't even really know how to buy stock. If I wanted to buy a stock right now, um, there would be a lot of Google searches and maybe one phone call. Um, so, no, don't know how to buy stock. 1-800-STOCK. Um, Max Scherzer, one-game playoff. Whew. Um, we, should give, we should give the Cardinals love. They swept the Rockies. Cardinals need some love. They took care of business against the Rockies, like which, a again, four, a four-game sweep. We're talking about all these teams that did not take care of business. So, 
yeah, they they did their thing against my rocks. Uh, a lot of teams have been. Yeah, that was that was boy. rude of me because I was saying the Brewers didn't Brewers didn't take advantage of the Cubs getting swept. The Cardinals now have a two and a half game lead against the Cubs because they get a four game sweep when the Cubs get swept for three. So good job, the Cardinals. That's fantastic. Yeah, and it's um I I, I don't know we we know that NL Central is just going to go to the end, but I mean right now I mean what what have we been saying about other teams around baseball? If there's a four and a half game lead, um and right now the Cardinals are up in the Central four and a half games on the Brewers, um you know there's there's a lot to be decided and a lot of those teams are playing each other, but that's one of the bigger leads we've seen in the NL Central up till this point. Yeah, that's true. All right, let's go. Let's move on to the American League report which is brought to you by vincero watches jake has three he wears one on his left wrist one on his right and he wraps the third around his tiny neck they are luxury watches handcrafted and fairly priced jake life happens and it's easy to forget what's important vincero crafts their product (laughs) to be the spark that reminds people to go after what they want in life shit i need to get one of these watches the ankle watch would be pretty cool, but it's kind of got some bad connotations with being an ankle bracelet. Oh, yeah, yeah, like house arrest? Yeah. Oh, Vincero watches give off the complete opposite vibe. You see someone wearing a Vincero watch, you're not thinking that dude's on house arrest. You're thinking that guy lives a life of luxury. And sometimes will- house arrest is a life of luxury, so now we're really confused. This will surprise people. Uh, Vincero didn't want us to link their watches to house arrest. But if you get their watches, people will know you're not on house arrest with yes. Vincero watches. Yes. That guy, not a criminal. Whoa. Should I go on a date with him? I don't think he's on house arrest. Why do you say that? Well, he was wearing a Vincero watch, and no one who wears Vincero ever has been on house arrest. Vincero. <laughs> what? Uh, all right. Use code JOMBOY at VinceroWatches.com slash JOMBOY. You get 15% off your next purchase buy a watch hey. you won't be for a criminal and that's the end of that vincerowatches.com slash john boy you hearing this john boy you hearing this for the love of god tell me what happened in the american league all right well here you go the rays and the orioles split a four-game set the Rays won the first two, but then ran into John Means and Dylan Bundy, who held them at bay. The Rays lose a game in the division and half a game in the wild card race against one of the worst teams in baseball. Not good. Cleveland, they hosted the Kansas City Royals and took two out of three from their Midwest friends. Fran Mill Reyes, guy they traded for from the Padres, he had seven RBIs in the final two games. Good job, Fran Mill. I think he had not really gotten it going yet. But the big news is the bad news for the Indians. Jose Ramirez, who had turned back into a superstar in the second half, fractured a bone in his hand and will need surgery and likely to miss the remainder of the season and postseason if that happens. All right, so Cleveland won two out of three, Jake. How did the Twins fare? They also won two out of three from the Tigers. Nothing jumped out to me about this series besides Edwin Jackson got lit up again. So sorry about that, Edwin Jackson. But it seems that's just what happens when you pitch these days. The first place 
Astros swept the third place Angels. Granky pitched, Wade Miley pitched, and Framber Valdez pitched. No Cole, no Verlander, and they get the sweep. Damn, the Astros are good. They also called up a rookie who started every game. We'll get to that later. The White Sox took three out of four from the Rangers. Ariel Hirado and Colby Allard are two guys I know very little about, had never really heard of, and they got the starts for Texas and did pretty well, Jake. How about that? As you told us, the Yankees squared off with the Dodgers in a fun matchup and took two out of three. You also let us know that the Oakland A's lost two out of two to the San Francisco Giants. The Red Sox won games one and two versus the Padres, but could not complete the sweep i thought it was interesting that they lit up young chris paddock in game one padres pride paddock and then took the lead in the ninth off kirby yates the good closer in game two so kind of somewhat nice wins uh for the red sox but they get shut down in the final matchup the baby jays lost two out of three to seattle and for a team that i've marked as my spoiler team they have been losing a lot They've won one game in their last eight, and I have them better than that in my brain. And that is your AL report. As far as standings go, nothing really changed. The Twins uh, are three and a half games up on the Indians. The Yankees still have, they they gain a lead, so it goes to a nine-game lead against the Rays. The Astros, nine and a half against the A's. The wild card is where you may find interest, and it's still the Indians and the Rays up top, but the A's are right there, right there with the uh, athletics. And Jim, the, the, it's, the, it's the, be- the A's are actually a game up in the loss column versus the Rays. So it's it's becoming more and more apparent. And uh, I mean, we have been saying this, but I, I mean, it just kind of sank over me because especially I get, I guess, you know what it was seeing Oakland and Oakland and ha- seeing the Vuvuzelas go off and all that. A really, a really good baseball team is going to miss the playoffs in the American League. I, I know that's that's not breaking news for a lot of people, but uh, whether it's the A's, Cleveland or or Tampa, I mean, those teams, when they're at their best, they can play with anyone in baseball. It's not like they're a good. It's not like they're just a good wild card team. Those teams can play, um, and man, it it is tied. And like you mentioned, the uh, in Cleveland, the Jose Ramirez injury that's pretty brutal. They're four and six in their last ten. Now they're sliding a little bit. Um, Oakland, man, uh, I, hey, for as much love as we gave them, they. They took three out of four against Houston, and then they swept the Yankees. I mean, again, think about how impressive that truly is. They come back, and they lose both games against San Fran, and I know I said it in my report there, but it's the baseball moves quickly. Uh, You know, Oakland basically put in their best week of work of the season, taking down two of, not even arguably, the two of the top three teams in baseball, and then the Giants come in, just across the bay and take two two games, eat your lunch a little bit. That's uh that's tough. Yeah, it's tough. The the Rays, the Rays not winning against the Orioles is bad luck. I mean, it's hard to get a four game sweep. Parentheses, it wasn't hard for the Yankees. Unparentheses, um, 
But it's hard to get a four-game sweep in baseball, even against the worst teams. But you got to win three. If you're the Rays and the Yankees are playing the Dodgers and everything else, like you got to get three because now they have, they are playing Houston next. And, you know, the matchups are pretty cool. Like, Jake, the Rays and Houston are playing three games. The three pitchers for the Houston Astros are Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, and Zach Granke. I'm saying, <laughs> I mean, so the, the, the Rays have Charlie Morton versus Verlander. That's fun. And then Ryan Yarbrough, who's been good versus Cole. Great. And then I think they're doing an opener day in the next game sure. versus Granky, or we'll see. But, uh, I mean, you're facing the three big guns for Houston. I mean, if the Rays lose or get swept, it's going to get Are fun between Houston the Rays and Tampa. And the- What's that? Are the games in Houston or Tampa? They are. I just had it. They are in Houston. Okay. I'm so I mean, that's a Jim. You ju- you just got me kind of excited. I, I'm going to be tuning in, especially those first two games, man. Yarborough's been great lately. Morton against his old team. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, but Oakland is uh, going to Kansas City for four. So. If- Oakland can do damage against the Royals, who are a bad team, win three. You could get a quick, swift change in the standings, Oakland versus the Royals and the Rays versus the best pitching staff in baseball. Well, and Jim, I mean, I I think we're saying a a lot of things here, and I think we talked about it last episode. The Rays have help on the way. They've they've got Glasnow, uh, Snell, potentially Yanni Chirinos, three really quality arms that could be back. So as long as they keep treading water and staying in this race, uh, you got to like what they're doing. I mean, the biggest hit this week might be Cleveland, man. Ramirez goes down. It feels like they had a good chance to take over the Central. Now it doesn't feel like that. And now they're they're a half game into the wild card. Um, I mean, if, if things start getting dicey in Cleveland... Um, I mean, that's a bad, a bad weekend for Cleveland. Uh, everything considered IMO. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You're right. But I mean, they still have guys. I mean, they still got a nice lineup. Like if Fran Mill starts hitting the ball, if Puig stays relatively hot compared to what he's been doing since he came over, I think they can do it, especially if Bieber and Clevenger, are throwing the ball, you know, it's a big hit. I don't think it's damning. Uh, It is, but it isn't. I wouldn't be surprised if they still went on to win. Like, I don't think they're doomed. The other thing is Minnesota's pitching isn't great, man. Like Minnesota won, but their pitching continues to kind of slide. Like Berrios, he's currently on slump watch and tune in to see if he gets off this week. And then you got uh who else went today? I think who else went this week for the Twins? I mean the Tigers put up n- 9 runs then 5 and 4 uh in 3 games. There wasn't one good starting pitching outing and and, and it can change fast but like Barrios is on the slide and he needs to get better. Kyle Gibson he gave up 10 hits as well. 
So I don't think the Twins are like steady. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think if, if a Twins fan was in here, and I, I know we don't look at them in the same light, but the Twins are built on their offense, man. You know, I, I know that ballpark is crazy, but they are built on their offense, and I, I think we're going to be talking about a couple guys who, you know, it's not exactly the Yankees and the injuries they've had, but the Twins have had some next man up stuff. Um, they have guys get hot at the right time, and they put up big runs. I mean, that's how... That's kind of how this team was built to win. I mean, yes, you're looking for pitching out of Barrios and Oda Rizzi and, and a couple of those guys, but I mean that that team is built around their offense and and hitting bombs. The Twins are about to go on a ten game road trip. They play the White Sox, the Tigers, and then the Red Sox. Then they're at home versus the Indians. And like we said, these teams they they have they have six games against each other still. And it's only, what, three-game lead right now? Three and a half, yeah. So I'm, I still think those those series will matter. It, it's a big hit that Ramirez is gone. Uh, but I, I don't think the Indians are. I think they're still in an easy fight for the division, especially with six games left against the Twins. Yeah, I've got a and, – and this is stolen. You, Jimmy, you know the way I, I like to arrive at stats. Just – I, I like to look at stats a little differently than most, I think. Uh, this is from Allison Footer, uh, writing for MLB.com. Jimmy, the, the Indians are 38-7 when Jose Ramirez has an RBI, at least one RBI. 38-7. When he doesn't, they are 38-48. and 48. Those, I don't, I, those stats do nothing for me because you'd have to show me the numbers with every other hitter. Like, I don't know if that's normal or not normal. Right. I know you like those stats. I can't put like, I literally can't put an ounce of stock into that because I have I'm no idea. So the, much stock in that. I have no idea the parameter of other players. You have to give a comparison to other players. You can't just say that. Oh, uh, I don't have to at all. Okay. Don't have to. It'd be nice. Sure. Yeah, it means not. It means nothing. It's like, oh, it's huge for me. Yeah. All right. Well, anything else? And we didn't really talk about the Yankees, Dodgers. That was the two best teams in baseball squared up. Um, Yankees beat Ryu and Kershaw, which was surprising for a lot of people. Uh, a lot of home runs versus Ryu. Grand slam. They intentionally walked. Didi hit a grand slam. It was good baseball. It was fun. Uh, Dodgers bats are kind of on a cold stretch right now. I'm shocked they bat Cody. Uh, I'm shocked they bat Bellinger four. Like that's my biggest takeaway. Why is he batting fourth? Yeah. As a Yankee fan, when I saw that we don't have to face him in the first inning if our pitcher does good, I was I was like blown away that that's even a possibility. The MVP candidate, he doesn't automatically get in at bat in the first inning. This is fantastic. I don't understand that. Yeah, and it's uh, we we this got mentioned briefly on Talking Yanks, but it's it's been one of the critiques of the Dodgers. They have this fun, switchy, talented lineup, but in big games, it kind of seems like you overthink some things. Because uh, I mean, yeah, Cody Bellinger, if you don't have to face him in the first inning, you're doing the other team a huge favor. A huge favor. Um, I was, and and Muncy's their next best dude right now, and in the first game, they were four and five. And the Yankees were throwing James Paxton, who has allowed a first-inning run in 11 of his last 14 games. And I was like, yeah. fuck, we got to face Bellinger and Muncy. 
going to be a first inning run. And then they're four and five. I'm like, holy shit. That's the that was the nicest gift they could ever give. But they bat Bellinger fourth. Not he's their four hole hitter. And I don't get it. He's versus they're doing lefties versus lefties. I, I someone told me he's always four. Oh, um, no, I I thought they slide him up a little against righties, but um, yeah, I mean, this Jim, this is it, when they played the Red Sox in the World Series last year. It was Sale and Price taking the bump for the Red Sox. So they slid their lefties down. I think they benched Jock Peterson. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's it's kind of the big debate in Dodger Land. It's it's you know this switchy lineup is a lot of fun, and you know throughout the regular season when you need to work in rest days and balancing a lineup and stuff. But I I mean there's just a different effect if you see David Freeze in the top three in a lineup and Cody Bellinger, and that's not a shot at David Freeze. Cody Bellinger is supposedly the guy like challenging Mike Trout to be the best player in the league right now. Some people thought David Freeze was washed up a few years back. He's been nice, don't get me wrong, but I mean it's just a different mentality. The last time Bellinger batted in the two or three spot, was May 15th. He's been four hole since May 17th. Dave Roberts, baby. I mean that I mean, I don't know. I'm not as tuned in like to the Dodgers every single day. Maybe they like having I no, you know what? That's just so silly. I'm I'm going to make a hard stance. Make sure the MVP of your team and the league gets an at bat in the first inning. It seems like common sense to me. It seems like the most common sense. I'm, I'm with you. I was shocked. But, yeah, Dodgers are good, and I don't think that series against the Yankees is indicative of anything happening in the future. But it was fun that the Yankees won it. Yeah. For you and I, and Yankee fans. Yeah, and they, it, uh, you know, we, we joke about it because we're obviously in there, but, I mean, Yankee fans were so down on this team. And it's not everyone. It's mostly the bad people because they're still a great team, but... Like you mentioned, I, I mean, genuinely, Jim, people, what you just said about the Twins, people very much said about the Yankees, that they, yeah, sure, they can hit, but they don't have any pitching. And uh, the biggest thing for you and I, that Yankees bullpen, which is supposed to be part of what makes this Yankees team special or a part of what makes this team special, they came out and, I mean, the the term we were using, they fl- they flexed on the Dodgers. I mean, they, they all came out and threw their ba- basically – Chapman, Canely, Britton, and Adovino all came out with their best Bugs Bunny pitches, whatever they got, and it it was awesome. It was it was awesome. a di- it was a display. It wasn't like a game. Yes. Like every out was a display where you know pitching ninja and I could like gif it and be like, look at this one. Yeah. Whoa, look at this one. It was crazy. It was crazy. So there you go. All right, I think that ends everything. There, let's go into the segments. You ready? I think I'm ready for the segments, Jim. All right. We've got Jakey's standout performance. Jake's standout performance. Whoa, soundboard. Working overtime today, Jim. Jim, I've got a... And you're, you'll see a couple recurring themes this episode, as, as, as I like to. Jim, I have got a 35-year-old from your... Slash my buying stock, Washington Nationals. How about Annabelle Sanchez? Annabelle Lecter, 
Jim, he has the longest start of the weekend, 8.1 innings pitch, one hit ball into the ninth. Jim, this is his 14th year in the bigs. Uh, came up in 06 with your Marlins. And Jim, I, I think what I like about this, A, he's having a really he's having a good year. Like let's let's not over embellish it, but Jim, 26 games started, 130 innings pitched, 381 ERA. And Jim, he was left for dead, basically, after his Detroit days. I mean, Anibal Sanchez, he had a really he had a good 2013, good 2014, 2015. He's 31. He has a five ERA. Not good. 2016, he's 32. He has an ERA nearing six. It's like, okay, is this the end? 2017, he's 33. His ERA is six and a half. People basically wrote Anibal off for dead. He comes back last year and he pitches a lot of good innings for the Braves. Like, if, the stats would freak you out. 136 innings, 283 for Atlanta last year. What? Um, so, and you know, you never know if it's health or if it's figuring out something, maybe a little column A, column B. Annabelle this year, 381 ERA in those 24 starts. He twirled one of the best starts this weekend. And Jim, you mentioned it with Houston. It was the first thing I saw when Washington swept. I was like, oh, I wonder if they went, you know, Scherzer, Corbin, Strasburg. No, they went Ross, Annabelle, Sanchez, and then Strasburg got the last game. But I mean, if those, if the other guys in that Washington rotation are giving them something, I mean, that's how you build win streaks. And uh, Anibal Sanchez, man, good for him. Yeah, uh, always thrown for a loop because of his name. Just reminds me of a pretty little girl in the South, Annie Bell. Uh, like, An wow. Annie Bell. Annie Bell. Annie Bell had a great game yesterday. So good for good for Sanchez. You'd like the pronunciation on baseball reference. It says Aniball. Aniball. Is that how you say it? Because that's I've never said it like that. Aniball. Aniball Sanchez. I used to think baseball reference pronunciations were very good. And then right. Mike Talkman's is like completely wrong. So now oh, yeah, I don't I think trust they them guess. at all. Yeah. yeah I, think, I think they're just it's just whatever colloquially people yeah. say. Well, congrats. Ani Ball. Congrats, Annabelle. Ani Ball. Ani Ball. Yeah. From Venezuela. Yeah. You, uh, Jim, did you happen to have a standout performance this week? I do, Jake. I do. It's Wait. a Met. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Jim, I missed a key part about Ani Ball. Yeah. He only gave up one hit going into the ninth. He had two hits. He outhit the team. And that might even segue a little bit into what you're about to do. Yeah, mine is a Met. Jacob DeGrom. We touched on it earlier. The Mets and the Braves, game one. Braves come into town. Like, give them a fight. We got DeGrom. Well, the Mets end up losing. But on the way there, DeGrom pitched seven innings versus the first place Braves. He allowed four, four hits and one earned run while striking out 13 batters. People like strikeouts. That's a lot. He lowered his season ERA from 261 to 256. He's like a good start away from having a 2.5 or under ERA. That's awesome. From the fourth to the sixth inning, he recorded seven straight strikeouts. You like that? I, I, don't, I don't dislike that, Jim. One of them was the pitcher, so we don't count that. But seven straight strikeouts. Right. But speaking of the pitcher hitting... 
The game was tied at one for one. The game was tied one to one for 13 innings. And how'd the Mets get their run, Jake? DeGrom hits an oppo home run in his house painting outfit. Bottom of the sixth inning. Pretty impressive game from Jacob DeGrom. Who had like a a kind of a tough start to this season. Remember? I mean, when we were doing our daily radio show, I remember asking you, because he had, I think, like two like clunkers. They all came when it was rain delayed, which is hilarious. He had a six earned run and a five earned run. And I asked you, how low can your ERA get if you have two, five or more? And we quickly found out that you can overcome for those very fast and have like a low ERA because he has another, he has three games with um, five, six and six earned runs, but he's got a two, five ERA. Yeah. I mean, I, I could, I, I could chop those stats up pretty good. He, uh, he's, he's been great, Jim. I mean, since, since the middle of May, his last 17 starts, 17 starts, um, 110 innings pitched, 140 strikeouts. He's leading the National League in strikeouts right now, by the way. In those last 17 starts, he has a 188 ERA. Jim, I, I do have bad news for you. His cat died? Th- those 17 starts I was just talking about where he, again, had a 188 ERA. Guess the Mets' record in those games. 17 starts. Uh, they are 7 and... Seven and ten. Really? Yep. What a guess. I fed you that one. I'm the best. I can't believe I got it right. I was doing all those hand signals. Oh, there were no hand signals. Let the patrons know. Well, patrons, let them know. No hand signals. I was. That was awesome. What a pick me up by me being able to guess that. It's huge. That's huge. Think Degrom is impressive. It's me. I'm the standout performance now. New standout performance. Yeah, me. All right, moving on. Trump watch. Trump watch. We got some housekeeping, Jake. Yep. And I gave all the updates on our guys that are on slump watch, and there's some that I don't know yeah. if they're on or off. Josh Hader had allowed a run in five outings in a row in August. They bring him in, Jake. He gets a clean inning. He did give up a hit. You have to see the hit. It's a routine ground out to the shortstop that Lo Castro beats out. As routine as it gets. Like, oh, yeah. Off the bat, you'd think there's zero way this is even close. And he beat it out. Um, Not with Timmy Lowe, baby. He's like one of the fastest guys in the game. Yeah, the shortstop like, could have played it faster, but it was still just I was like, that was routine. So that's the one hit he gives up. So it's a clean inning, no strikeouts, um, one inning pitch, but... It's not a save situation. They were down by three runs, and they were just trying to get Hader some work in. Uh, so I, in my head, Hader's not off slump watch. One clean outing in a non-save situation doesn't, doesn't do anything to help the five blown saves and bad outings from before. Yeah, Jim, I'm I'm on your side on this one because picture we would feel dumb. And this is a good way, this is a good rule of life. If if you've got a decision to make and you're you're wondering what I should make, think about which one would make you feel more dumb. If we took Hater off and he got rocked his next appearance, we'd, we'd be, be the, saying 
laughing we stock of the podcast apps. Yeah, everyone would be laughing at us. They're short. They're in. They're in a bad percentile body fat wise. Um, gray I, hair. I, uh, okay, for you, yeah. Tiny uh, head my, for you. Tiny head for me. Uh, combs his hair with a dead fish. I think that was said last episode. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That was funny. Um. So yeah, they would say stuff like that. So I think he stays. So we can't take Hater off. We can't risk that. Due to our personal flaws. <laughs> <laughs> Chesler Cuthbert. God. He was in a bad way, Jake. He was like, mm. oh, for his life. He went one for four with a walk. He only right. started one game. The hit was a double off Clevenger. What? Like this kind of, to be honest, goes into I just don't care bucket. A little bit. I, I think, uh, you know, Clevenger's a pretty good guy to get a hit off of. Um and yeah, I mean, one for four with a walk. It that's kind of that's a solid game from Chesler Culthbert, Not to be rude, so but it I, doesn't I take off. him off slump watch. He goes zero for four the next game. It where he's slumping, right? But I mean, it's a combination of like I, you know, Chesler Cuthbert is closer to bad watch. So I that's think that's also what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I think when you put it all in the pot, bad watch. Clevenger's a pretty good pitcher. He's got the walk in there too. Here's what it, here's what it comes. This is a new one, Jake. It's not. It, he doesn't get off because he's good. He doesn't get off because he's just on bad watch. I'm taking Chesler Cuthbert out because I just don't care. That's tough. That's the worst way to like, get off. Like it, slump if watch. I leave him on slump watch next episode when I'm doing research, I'm gonna have to go look at Chesler Cuthbert's series, right. and I don't want to. I don't care. That's brutal. Sorry so, if you're listening, Chesler. Chesler, you're off. Sorry. Good job? No. No. All right, but the next one's a good job. Yassiel Puig, Jake. He Yassiel was Puig. on Slump Watch because he went over versus the Mets uh, when Cleveland right. was in town. He goes three for 11 with two walks. He had a hit in all three games, so they were spread out. No extra base hits, but it's a 385 on base percentage in the series and a 273 batting average. And he wasn't in a hard slump anyway. It was just he was just hitless last series. So Yasuel Puig's off for me. Yeah, my my deciding factor that takes him off, Jim, actually is the two walks. Because Yasiel isn't a big walk guy, but I'm guessing he He's came a off that huge Uber fan. He came off that last series, uh, Lime mostly and Bird, but he, uh, I think he came off that last series. He's like, oh, I went over. I, I gotta, I gotta lock in a little bit. I can't just be. I, I've been swinging a hot bat since I came over. He takes a couple walks, a solid series from Yasil. He's off. No claps. He's off. Okay, off. G Man Choi, I put him on here uh, because he had an over series. They were playing the. Orioles, the Rays. So take this into account. He played two of the four games because he's not an everyday player for them anymore. He went two for six with a walk and a sack fly in two games. So it's like a 500 on base percentage, somewhat like that or a little less. It's against the Orioles. What do you got? I mean, dude, it's uh, not to be rude to our guy, G, man. I mean, this is close to Chesler territory. Yeah, I didn't want to do two in a row, but I don't care. Oh, you're out. Yeah. Here's a G good man, one. You did it. Here's a good one. Berrios, 
You put Jose Barrios on here, Jake. Because in his last three games before this weekend, he had an 8-4-4 ERA. This week, he goes 5.1 innings pitched to the Tigers. 10 hits, 5 earned runs. He did have 5 scoreless innings. There was a lot of traffic. Guys on base every inning. But he held them at bay. And then in the 6th inning, blew up for 5 earned runs. In the end, still a bad outing. If he gets pulled before the sixth inning and they're like, hey, let's leave it at that. That's a good bounce back. Then we'd be saying, hey, good job. You were off. They didn't, though. And he blows up in the sixth. He stay on. And that's on Rocco Baldelli. Not getting him out of there. Not getting not getting his win for the day. He stays, man. That's um, something that. Uh, that um, some managers got to know. Like how much more it. would it have helped Barrios to just come out in the fifth with his win for the day? I mean, now it, it his ERA basically stayed the same. He, in his last four starts now, um, he's at an eight four four ERA. And Jim, this was against the Tigers. Like I, you know, I don't care about the five clean innings. You ended up on the day with five point one innings pitch, ten hits, two walks, five earned runs against the Tigers, who are a joke. No, you stay. Yeah. Wow. Bummer. Bummerosa, man. Well, and good news, Brad Hand, he was on here. Uh, he had two saves this weekend, so that's a clap. That's... Give him a job. hand. Good job, Brad. Use both my huh? hands. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I threw some Jim, guys on here. You want to read them to me? Now the new the newbies. You put our favorite. Is he our favorite name in baseball? Maybe. Rough Ned Odors? <laughs> yeah it's like rough net is that how you would say it i mean i'll go to baseball reference but we've already yelled at them today I think it's like but what rough, what did our, what rogue net dude hitless weekend so that always jumps out to me and then i dig deeper like okay well has he been bad for a while or was it just a hitless weekend in his last 11 games he has three hits and 16 strikeouts in his last 11 games he's slashing 079. That's his batting average. 079. His on base percentage is 205. That's a slump. That's an 11 game slump. Odor, you're on slump watch. You're slumping, and we're watching you. Yeah, they, it, they're saying it's pronounced Rugned. Um, and more important information Rugned, you're on slump watch. Nicknames listed by baseball reference Stink, Stinky, Rugi, or El Tipo. So we like that. Well, ah, the stinky's tough because he does look like he could be a smelly guy. Oh, he doesn't smell good. Okay. He doesn't smell good. Um, Jim, another guy you had on here, former top draft pick, former call-up watch, Bubba Starling. Yeah, man. Bubba Starling for the Kansas City Royals got called up. He was big hype and then kind of lost his hype a little bit, then got called up. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I mean, he was in like a really good draft class. I could dig it up again. And he did like nine years in the minors. And now the Royals are kind of just playing him to play him. Yeah. IMO. Well, after his first 11 games in the bigs, he had a 326 batting average. Things were going well. He looked good. Since then, in the next 20 games, he's got a 105 batting average and a 139 on base percentage. And in his last 10 games... He has a 0.59 batting average. He's in a bad way, and we're close to just bad watch and not slump watch, but I'll give Bubba some string to get it back and go in the right direction. 
But, you know, his first month looks pretty good. His second month looks pretty bad. That's kind of how it goes for some rookies. And now it's his – they made the adjustments to him. Now it's his t- turn to make the adjustments to them, and we'll see how that plays out. Jim, know what it is for the Bubba Starlings and the Chesslers and G-Mans. You can be honorably discharged off Slump Watch, or you could be dishonorably discharged. And that's basically what Bubba's fighting for now. Yeah. Next week, next week he's going to be off. It's just a matter if he if he can get some claps, if he could get a tip of the hat, or basically boot off the stage. Okay, well, you can read the next guy, because now I am interested in the pitchers he's facing. Because aren't they playing the, okay, twi- Jim, the Twins? They're playing Oakland. The next guy you put on the list, an all-star, which people might say whopper to plopper, it was kind of a horse spit all-star, Daniel Vogelbach, a uh, friend of the program, Chris Farley in it, big boy. Uh, but, Jim, it looks like in August here you got him slashing a 131 batting average. Yeah. Fall from grace. Great. All, all-star game because every team needs a representative, and he was the best Mariner. Mm, he's been bad. 18 games, 131 batting average. Bummer. That's tough. Yeah. Uh, Bubba Starling faces the Oakland A's. He's got Homer Bailey, uh, Fires, and then someone else, Tanner Roark. Roark, your body double. Um, Yeah, uh, we're going to see Vogelbach this week, so maybe he he can get the dishonorable discharge or honorable, but um, Danny V, baby. Let's... uh, God, I, I would normally want to root for him. Normally, I would end that sentence like, yeah, man, let's let's see some big taters, but I don't want that. Yeah, because they're playing the Yankees. I don't want that. So that's uh, that's just being non-biased. Jim, I've got a crew on here. Um, I've argu- arguably got three whopper ploppers. Yeah, I, um, I put the first guy you have on here on here, but then um, I took him off. Now you put him on, so he's on. That. Ain't that it? Um, and Jimmy plays for my rocks, and he's uh, you know one of the bigger celebs out here. Chuck Nasty, Charlie Blackman, uh, he threw up a one for seventeen spot. Uh, that no is bueno, and it's pretty crazy, man. And you know, again, this I think it's probably an off season episode, but uh, he's having another incredible year, man. A nine fifty two OPS, um, another All Star season. His splits are insane again. Um, Jimmy, Charlie Blackman at home. Do you know Charlie Blackman's home and away splits at all? Uh, I'm going to guess he's really good at home. Jimmy at home. Charlie Blackman this year is hitting 409 with a one dot two eight one OPS on the road. He's hitting 248 with a 694 OPS. 248? 248. It's that Coors hangover effect in Coors Field. So at home, he is Babe Ruth, Barry Bonds. On the road, he is Adani Echeverria. Um, but he gets one for 17. You're going on slump watch. Jim, one of my baby Braves, Ozzy Albies. He threw up a two for 19. I don't know. I, I'm just going to Band-Aid this one. That's not good. Yeah. Be well, better, I was going to say about Black, Blackman, the, the reason I took him off is because it's three games, but he's 
his like his stretch before that he was absolutely on fire. Four sixty eight yeah. on base percentage, ten games before. That's that's how that's slump it's slump watch, Jim. Watch. Cautious. Slump watch. Um and Jim, my other guy, I mean I, we, I heard we, you hate Ozzy Albies because you have him as less than Acuna, who you love, and you're kind of you shut your mouth. A, you're kind of driving a wedge between the two best friends because you think one's better than the other. And it's crazy. I also heard that. <laughs> that is crazy that I'm driving a wedge between Ronald Acuna um, and Ozzy Albies. No, uh, Ozzy, two for 19. Slump watch. Uh, you had the most at bats in the past four days and very few hits. And Jimmy, Trevor Bauer for the Cincinnati Reds, man. Um, God, since coming over, 26 innings pitched, a 7.62 ERA. This weekend, his start, three innings pitched, seven earned runs. Um, and Jim, this was something I wanted to mention when we were doing the report. I think last episode, I said this was kind of a big series for the Reds. They can start chasing, going for 500 on the year, which would be big for them. They got swept by the Pirates. <laughs> um, by the so Pirates. Just- hey, well, there was nothing that happened. There was no like fights or anything. I didn't hear anything. Uh, no funny business. I think uh, just bad baseball. <laughs> Aquino hit another home run. He's still doing fun things. Aristides. Uh, Aristides. Uh, but yeah, Blackman, Albies, Bauer. I mean, there's uh, there's some big fish there. And the other guy that I needed needed to throw on there, Jim, Jalen Beeks. Uh, you know, we don't talk enough Tampa on here, Jim. Um, we will next episode after this Houston series. But uh, Jalen Beeks, Jim, he was the big piece that Tampa got in the uh, Nate Evaldi trade last year to the Red Sox at the deadline. Beeks had been having a really good year up till August. He had a 3-6-1 ERA, uh, just looking like a really solid lefty for them. In August, 22 innings, 22.2 innings pitched, a 7-5-4 ERA. He gave up seven earned runs in five innings against Baltimore this past start. Uh, so Jalen Beeks, and that's a, I mean, that's a slump watch. Jalen Beeks? Sounds like a basketball name. Jalen Beeks. See? You get it. I get it. <laughs> I knew what you were saying. Nasties on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. On fire. You know who's on fire? I had I had three on here, Jake, that I threw on here. You want to yeah. rotate? I'll go one. You go one. I'll go one. Maybe we should be doing that instead of just me ripping and then you rip. I'm going to go we my can, first yeah. guy. Do it. Jake Cave. Good name. couple reasons I like Jake Cave. One, Yankees, Yankees dude. Right. Two, a lot of gray in his beard. On the twins now. On the twins now. He was, he was a Yankee prospect. A lot of gray in his beard. A lot beard. of gray. Yeah. Love that. He started two games versus the Tigers. He went four for five. And of his four hits, three of them were home runs, and the other was a double. He also had two walks. He had a 442 batting average and 500 on base percentage in the month of August. So not only were these two games against the Tigers rather impressive, Jake Cave's having a great month. He's got a 500 on base percentage in the month of August. Talk about, you know, the Twins having guys step up. Good shit, Jake. Yeah. I mean, he. thank you. As representing the Jakes, we thank you. 
Um, Jim, and talk about baseball being a funny sport. Um, August 6th, Jake Cave was hitting 198 with a 612 OPS. Um, probably like worried about getting sent down or maybe not being a good major leaguer. Uh, again, that was August 6th. On August 25th, he is now hitting 278 with an 839 OPS. Um, basically, Jake Cave went from talking himself into, am I ever going to be a baseball player, to now he might be a young, promising outfielder. It's crazy. Who'd you, who'd you get on this list? Who's your first guy? Das Baseball. Uh, Jim, I'm going to start. Okay, I'm going to do a little build up here and I'm going to flip my order a little bit. I'm just, I'm throwing Howie Kendrick out there because, Jim, I mentioned recurring themes earlier. How about another 35 year old from the Washington Nationals? Uh, just wow. like Aniball. Um, and Howie Kendrick, uh, eight for 15, nothing too flashy. But, Jim, um, I, I don't know. I just thought it was funny that, A, it was another 35-year-old uh, for the Nats getting it done. B, how long has Howie Kendrick been doing it now? I mean, I remember, I think it's 14 seasons, same as Annie Ball. Um, and, dude, he he was just another one of those guys that they tried to pair up with Mike Trout that they hoped he would do enough to to make the Angels good. He couldn't really. Um, he they had got, a couple nice seasons. and They got another 35-year-old on the Nationals. If you guess who it is, I'll eat your hat. Another 35-year-old on the Nationals. Can I get a position or anything or no? No, there's a hat eating on the line. Hat eating on the line. Okay. Another 35-year-old on the Nationals is... uh, Don't cheat. Don't cheat. Brad Brad Brock. I don't think he's even on the Nationals. No, no, no. It's uh, Kurt Suzuki. Ah, damn. Yeah. Tony Sipp as well, but he's injured. Okay, cool. Cup, Dude, the Nats kind of got a lot uh, of 30-year-olds. Got that experience, baby. Um, yeah, and Jim, uh, just wrapping up on Kendrick, I mean, he got kicked over to the Dodgers. He had a couple tough seasons, 2015-2016. Uh, since 2017, uh, mostly with Washington, a little bit with Philly, Howie Kendrick has been an 874 OPS guy uh, for the past three years. Uh, some of the best years, the best years of his career from age 33 to 35. Uh, juice ball, but good for you, Howie. Well, what's his OPS plus? Uh, frog, two frogs. Two frogs? Because you compare him to the yeah. league, he's good. All right, all right, good. Howie Kendrick, congrats. My next one is Mark Kana. Mark Kana. Kenny Kana. Kenny Kana. Mark, A's, A's player, plays for the A's, guys. Versatile. He had four hits as well, just like Jake Cave. Just like Jake Cave, three of his hits were home runs in two games. His recent hot stretch, Jake, is insane. One of his home runs was off Bumgarner. Bat flipped the hell of it. That's fun. But in his last nine games, he has five homers and 16 hits. 16 hits in his last nine games. In the month of August... 19 games, 446 on base percentage. 1.076 OPS. Mark Kana is on fire. Is it Kana or Kana? Uh, I think it's both. Cool. Um, no, I, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, the, the A's, they, they've got a couple guys that, you know, going into those series with Oakland, you're, you're looking out for Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, 
you know, a couple other guys, you know, Simeon is having a crazy year. They, they've got some guys in that lineup that can hurt you. Canna's one of them. Um, and he, he has been hot lately. Jimmy, I'm, I'm going to double up quick because I've got these guys in a similar boat and I'll let you close it out. Uh, Jim, I've got Aaron Judge and J.D. Martinez. Uh, Aaron Judge is on the New York Yankees. We're a fan of him. Um, he has a home run in three straight games. That's good. Uh, and Jim, as you'll see in the notes in our Patreon, luckily they get to see these notes, um, I wrote down he looks right. Um, and when Aaron Judge looks right, I mean, the ball jumps off his bat. We saw him hit home runs to left field, center field, and right field. Uh, the center field home run was awesome. The The ball just exploded off his bat. Um, and if the this West Coast trip looks like it's sparking him, uh, if you want to hear more about it, again, check out Talking Yakes because uh, we don't know that his approach has clearly changed. Maybe he got a little healthier. Maybe it was just a little bit of a slump mixed with all of that. But he looks great, and if, if he can get it going for the Yankees, who just set the MLB record for home runs in a month with a week to play in August, um, that's good. And then balancing it out with still East Coast bias. Uh, talk about the Padres. J.D. Martinez against the Padres. Uh, he had, a in his past three games, three homers, eight RBIs. And Jim, since July 20th, J.D. Martinez is leading Major League Baseball in hits, on base percentage in OPS. Uh, so that's that's about a month. Wow. Good job, JD Martinez. Good job, JD Martinez. Hey, Red Sox six back of that wild card. Don't let him get hot, baby. Six back of the second wild card. Six back of the second wild card. Do you think the Red Sox have a chance? Do Red Sox fans think they have a chance still? I honestly don't yes. know. Yes. They do? Yeah. Do you think they do? If you were a Red Sox uh, fans, would you think you did? I think it would be slim. You'd you'd need to get really hot and you'd need to catch the A's in the race. So yeah. How many games do they have against the Rays? I'll I'll look that up while while you give your last one. Yeah, my last one is a guy that I'm putting on in Fuego because it was heavily requested from someone who was treating me and I forget who you are, so I apologize. Usually I try to shout you out. Jack Flaherty. Pitcher for the Cardinals. Yes. Since the All-Star since the All-Star break, and actually I'm going to include the last game before the All-Star break. It's nuts, Jake. Yeah. It's nuts. It is not last nine games started. 56.1 innings pitched, five earned runs, and 70 strikeouts. 56 innings. 70 strikeouts in his last nine starts has a 0.80 ERA. He is going crazy. Yeah, Jack Jack Flirty. He was our guy when we originally wanted to get excited about the Cardinals. He was the name that kind of jumped out. Uh, he has been twirling it. Just looked at the Red Sox schedule. They got four uh, against Tampa um, in September. So, I mean, I don't know. I think they just play good baseball Keep their head down. If you can make us that six-game gap, a three-game gap by mid-September, I, I think you believe in anything if you're Boston. Yeah. I just don't know what they can latch on to to say, like, they haven't done it. It's been four months. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you latch on to Xander's incredible year, Devers' incredible year, J.D. Martinez it's getting hot. going. if. 
if if you could get a little more from the Mook man in the in the pitching, you know, assembles. I I mean it's it's baseball. You it Boston, your mentality is like let's go out and get it every day. You know, Tampa, you feel like you're in control of the situation still. Oakland, you're gonna need them to falter, and that that feels out of your hand. Oh, Oakland feels like that needs to be your good luck if you're Boston. You need them to fall apart somehow. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like there's not a stretch from the Red Sox where you're like, if we can just do that again, right? Like their best stretch is like five games in a row surrounded by like you can't make up like a dominant two weeks. Well, we said that before the Mets got hot. That's true, but that like we're running out of time. There's five weeks right. left. <laughs> right. Five that, weeks that, left in the season. They are they are very much against the wall. All right. Next up. Way back up and <laughs> I don't even know. Goodbye, home run. Who did the Orioles get hot? It's your another fun one, Jake. Did you see your what guy. I put in here? I, I love how much you're growing into who the Orioles get hot. Because they, this is keep, a great segment. they keep getting they keep taking <laughs> yeah. slump watch people yeah. and making them hot. Austin yeah. Meadows, he's been on slump watch in his last eleven games before playing the Orioles. He had a one fifty four batting average and a sub two hundred on base percentage. In these four games versus the Orioles, he had a hit in each game, a 375 batting average, and a 412 on base percentage. The Orioles, they are slump cure. Yeah. They're uh they really are. And I, I think it's uh good for Austin Meadows. And I I think A, it's a lot to do with the Orioles pitching. I also think, man, think of that mentality. Austin Meadows, you've been slumping, you come into Baltimore, you're like, you know what? I'm going to get a couple hits and get out of this. You see one drop and you're gone, man. It's the same thing as sending the dude back to AAA to like find his swing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that was talking Orioles. Yeah. Um, <sighs> What's the next segment? Who got mad, Jim? Oh, I don't know. I have a sound bite for this one. Do I? Have I played one in the past? Do you want to play the scream? I haven't heard that in a while. I'll just play the scream. Ah! It's not perfect, but it makes it's us not laugh. great. <laughs> Who got it's mad? Uh, Ian Happ, who's slumping. He was going to be on slump watch, but I didn't care that much because he didn't start a lot, so it's kind of unfair. And then Contreras, who's on the IL, they both got thrown out of the Cubs game. Uh, I, I haven't really like looked fully at the footage. Uh, Happ got called out. His pinch hitting with the bases loaded. And the Cubs, you know, they're in the middle of getting swept and they haven't been scoring runs a lot. So they're getting frustrated. They both got ejected. Jonathan Daza got ejected. Uh, I'm not positive who Jonathan Daza is. Marlins? You're not not a Jonathan Daza guy? I I actually don't know. I didn't look it up. Who? Is he a Marlins guy? Jonathan Daza. Oh, Jim, you got to see him. I mean, he is so good on. The Rockies, um, I love watching him playing center field and pinch hitting for the Rockies uh, from Venezuela. Um, looks like he's a rookie this year in 23 games. He has a 183 batting average. Well, see, I watched the highlight of him get kicked out of the game, but right. they're all wearing the same jersey, so I had no idea what team he was on. Yeah. Um, anyway, he got thrown out for Jonathan arguing. Daza. 
He got he got he struck out on a ball that was probably off the plate and like kind of threw his bat on threw him out. And uh, the Orioles pitching coach got ejected because there was a check Doug swing. Kale. What's that? Doug, Doug Kale. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Avisel Garcia check swing that they said he didn't go on, which he did. So the Orioles got thrown out. I can't imagine being that invested still. Like Orioles. Not the time to deep dive into this. Do, do you want baseball to do something with check swings? Because it is a little silly. No, I don't know but if I don't there's know anything what to do. do. Yeah. I don't know if there's um, um, something to do. Doug Brocale is the Orioles pitching coach. Yeah. And I never even thought about that before. Like, I've never given yeah. some thought to, like, wow, the Orioles have a pitching coach who does this. Yeah. I guess you wonder. You again, have to you... resign. You, I mean, if you're no, Doug, no, Bro- no, 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 Jake, if you're Doug Brocale and you're the Orioles pitching coach and they're about to break the record for most home runs ever given up in the history of the MLB, you have, you don't want that on your record. Like he should have resigned no. three weeks in. Like I'm out of here. I'll find another job. Who's going to hire Doug Brocale? Jimmy, you're missing it. He'll be so coaching in Doug, college soon. Double A. When Doug Brocale took the job. He said, yo, these guys are going to be the worst pitching staff ever. I can't be judged on this. You, you have to promise you can't let me go after one year. So they're going to stink it up this year. They're going to take a, whatever stuck, John Means, maybe a couple other bodies. They'll bring in some, a couple other guys who have to be better. They have to be better. They have to be better. And then Doug Brocale can say after year two, he'll be like, look how much better the pitching staff. We gave up 100 less home runs the next year. That's all me. That's all Dougie B, baby. I think this being on his record sucks. In 20 years, we're going to be like, Doug Raquel, he, oh, he was the pitching coach for that team? Wow. It's going to be brutal for him. So they all got mad, though. They got mad. They all got... Uh, call up watch. We only had two debuts, Jake. Call up watch. I thought they were going to get like crazy. They only had two debuts. One is kind of fun because... Uh, Correa is on the IL for the Astros. They moved Bregman from third to short, and they called up Abraham Toro. He was a fifth-round pick in 2016. Uh, He's only 22 years old. He had only played 16 games in AAA, but he was absolutely raking in those 16 games. So they call him up. They start him at third all four games. He got the start all four games at third base. He went three for 15 with a walk. Which isn't, it's fine, whatever, but it's kind of interesting. He's he's their sixth ranked prospect within the Astros, which, if you don't know that about me, that means nothing to me. Um, Right. But yeah, you ever heard of Abraham Toro from your game? Not a big Abe Toro guy. Um, I I have seen Willie Castro, the other guy that calls up, another, another infielder there. He got called up for the Tigers. Um, I was having a nice little year at Triple A, hitting 301, 366 on base. Um, and yeah, he came up and he goes three for his first seven. Not bad, Willie Castro. Uh, but no, I'm uh, I'm I'm not too affiliated with Abraham Toro. Um, knock yourself out, young fella. Knock yourself out. Not. I mean, well, I don't know. Okay. Do whatever you, you want. want. Really. Do whatever you want. Next up. Congrats, guys. Awards. Awards. Jake, who gets to go first here? You or me? 
I think I have the honors. I think we normally do it uh, by by whoever does the NL report first. Um, so, Jim, I'll go first. And my award is the Rice Rice Baby Award. Rice Rice Baby. Uh, and, Jim, it goes to Anthony Rendon from my Washington Nationals, Jim. It's a Nats app, baby. Um, Jim, Anthony Rendon, uh, you know, you probably call him a lot of, a lot of names, Tony, uh, Tony two bags, rent, all of them. Jimmy, this guy, a is a free agent this year and he might get paid, paid. Uh, cause Jim, I, I wanted to give him, I almost gave him my standout performance cause homeboy had a weekend. Um, and by the way, homeboy's having a season. He's hitting 329 on the year. He's got 29 homers, 104 RBIs, a 407 OBP. He's got a one dot, Jim, 024 OPS. He's going to finish top five in the NL MVP voting. And Jimmy, this Nationals, Nationals offense, a little Canadian there, um, has taken off. He had a really, uh, he helped, he was a big part of the final game of the Cubbies series. Um, he went four for five with a home run, two RBIs, to get that sweep against the Cubs that's had me, um, you know, had me going for a little bit right now. Looks like he's got a little hit streak, Jim. I didn't even have this in the notes, but it looks like he's just got a cute little, what's that, a 12-game hit streak going. Um, he is crushing the month of August currently. And Jim, he's a big reason these Nats are just rolling right now. 374 in the month of August. Um, buying stock in my Nats. Anthony Rendon's a big piece of it. And I thought about making it. Oh, he went to Rice, Jim. That's why it's called the Rice Rice I was going to say, baby. why the hell is it called the Rice Rice? Okay, I get it now. I was, I was wondering oh, the whole lost time. Lost your audio. Got me? Yeah. So he went to Rice. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a Rice guy. Um and Jim, I, I think the other part that's fun about it with these nationals, and I mean Harper leaving in the offseason, um, I don't know. Like I, I mentioned Howie Kendrick before. Um, you know, these guys doing it for the Nats. It's it they've got that fun team vibe. Um, they're doing the weird race car stuff in the dugout, which looks a lot cooler when you've won five straight. So uh final love that, for my Nats. I don't think the race car stuff's that cool. I when you're winning, it's cool. Good job by uh, Rendon. He he's always comes up on lists like who's a really good player that no one acts like they're really good. I mean he's he's gonna get MVP votes for I think the third straight season. Um, playing in Washington, like you know, I, do you think Rendon's his facial hair solid. keeps him out of he the public eye? He might finish eye? this year with a one dot OPS. Do you think his facial hair keeps him out of the public eye? No. Okay. No. All right. Good to know. My award goes to the, uh, it's the, well, my award is Such right. a Bad Witch. Such a Bad Witch Award. We'll do the Worst Witch. Worst Witch the, Award. Which witch is which? The Worst Witch. The okay. Twitches. The Worst Witch goes to this uh, girl who was in the front row of a Mets game. Yeah. And Josh Donaldson walks up to her and says, can you touch my bat for good luck? And she says, I'll touch it for bad luck. And then touches it. And then he hits a home run. So, girl, yeah. you're such a bad witch. Like, you, you cast the wrong spell. Or you're a liar. Like, what happened? You totally messed that up. 
because he hit a home run when you said you were giving him bad luck. This is the worst witch of this of the weekend for sure. Donaldson hits a home run, which I may add is the most juiced ball home run I've seen thus far. Mm. Soto hit one and Devers hit one. Those are it's up there. It's like that was not a home run swing. Yeah, there there's been a couple tough ones. Josh Donaldson, man, my Braves, Jim. I'm buying stock in them. Stop buying stock, Jake. Um, he's he's having a great August, and you know how happy I've been about the top three in that Braves lineup. I mean, Donaldson basically deserves to be in there. Uh, he's got six homers in his past ten games, one dot, one eight eight OPS. Uh, you're right. One of them was super fly ball to shallow left that got out. The wind was blowing super hard too. I don't know if you saw that. The flag no, I did, was like, but it still was like not. He like didn't even he didn't even square it up. Yeah, shouldn't have been a home run, but uh, hey, counts. But see, that's why I'm saying that she's such a bad witch because we have such a fluke home run. Not only like he hit a home run when he shouldn't even hit a home run. That's how bad her bad luck was. Well, I think I think you're underestimating Josh Donaldson as a warlock because he came over and said, "If you touch my bat, you'll give it luck." She tried to outwitch his warlock, and it just didn't happen. <sighs> that's a good call. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how many guys do you have now? You got the Nats, the Braves, Acuna. I mean, Braves and Acuna could arguably be the same team. I like, I like the Braves and the Nats a lot, all right? Someone tweet out all of Jake's guys. I feel like there's more. I think you got a lot there's of guys. There's not. You got a lot of guys. You were, like, basically making out with Ian Happ earlier. Oh, that's my guy, Ian Happ. Me or you? (laughs) (laughs) Not me. Not me. I almost put him on slump watch, but I felt too bad. Elevator Talk is brought to you by Jimmy and Ian Happ making out. Jim, who is our elevator team today? You ever made out in an elevator? You, yes. you definitely have. You definitely have. That's that's like a oh my janky, god, like a janky classic. How many times you make out in that college? That might elevator? be my number one makeout spot. Yeah, that's I. That is perfect. Trap them. If this was Family Feud and it was like, yeah, I think that would be number one. <laughs> if you're trapped in a small space with me, I'm probably gonna make out with you. <laughs> okay. Well, if you're stuck in an elevator with someone that you don't want to make out with, and maybe they're a fan of a baseball team, and you're like, shit, I need to know what to say to these guys. I'm yeah. going to spin this wheel. Random team, you'll you'll know. Cardinals? Let's I like check, it. I think they were one of our in. first ones, but they're, they're a good team to do it about. Like We told you if you're like, yo, dude, Jack Flaherty has been on fire. Yeah. Opened up the elevator with that. I feel like he's too unknown in like the grand scheme of baseball for how well he's been doing. I mean, obviously you got Goldie and you got Yachty called Dexter Fowler's home run like four days ago before the pitch was even thrown. Yachty put his hands up in the dugout and was celebrating it. So that's really cool. That's a conversation piece. Like, did you see Yachty call that shot? That was pretty fun. That's cool. But basically they're playing good ball and they're in a close race. So you got a lot of fodder to talk about. Yeah, they got Harrison Bader is back. He's playing center field, not hitting well, but he plays one of the best defensive center field in the game. I like that a lot. Marcelo Zuna, man, this guy gets overlooked a lot. He's having the best season on this team. Um, he's 8-7-1 OPS. 
Um, he had a really big weekend. I, I thought about giving him an award. Uh, these Cardinals, man, they're in top of the Central. What's going on in that bullpen? Giovanni Gallegos, he's still been doing really well. Uh, Carlos Martinez closing for them now. Um, yeah, I don't know. Dakota Hudson is young and doing good things. What else do you got on St. Louis, Jim? They haven't had a they, their rotation has really held up, which is kind of cool. They've had seven guys make starts for them, Jake. You know, yeah, I, I I don't know what the rest of the league is. I know the Yankees have had nine, but they've had they've had like Jack Flaherty twenty six starts, Miles Mikolas. How you say it? Mikolas, yeah, Mikolas twenty six. Dakota Hudson, 26. Adam Wainwright, 24. Like, these guys have been there all season. Yeah, four, four guys with 24-plus starts is pretty impressive. Yeah, that's good for them. Um, Giovanni Gallegos has been really good for them. I think you just said that. Uh, but he was the, the trade that everyone says they lost. And it's like, nah, he's pretty good. I forgot Andrew Miller's over there. Yeah, and that's, I guess that's what's funny about the, the Cardinals. All the names that you know on this team, I mean... Adam Wainwright, um, Michael Waka, Carlos Martinez, Andrew Miller. Um, I mean, Matt Carpenter, uh, like Yadier Molina, the, all those names, those guys aren't really having good years. <laughs> um, so if a couple of those guys could figure it out a little bit, I mean, maybe we'd, maybe I'd think about buying stock at a team like the Cardinals. Yadier's having a last good week. He's, uh, 483 on base percentage in his last seven games. So that's good for him. That's good. Yeah. Um, the, the one guy, and I'll, this will be my, I'll, I'll ask Cardinals fans to reach out for me. Tommy Edmond, he, he almost got an Enfuego this week. He had a big week. Um, I don't know anything about him. So if someone wants to talk, talk to me about Tommy Edmond, I'm, I'm here for it. You don't know anything about Thomas Hyunza, Hyunzu Edmond? I mean, I didn't say that verbatim, but yeah. Lahala. California? La Hala. Jeez, 24 years old. Birthday, May 9th. Dexter Fowler having a nice August for them. That's good. Yeah, he's getting hot. It's good. Who do like, they got? What's our, what's our one elevator line? Is it is it Jack Flaherty and that's it? Yeah, so you think they, they can take the division if you're going like cookie cutter with it. Yeah. You think they're going to take go, the division? I go Flaherty and Dakota Hudson, and I'm like, yeah, we got some young arms, huh? And then that's I if kiss you're them like, and I'm out That's if you're like, if you were with a real fan and like they actually want to right. talk shop. But if it's casual, you're like, you think they're going to take division? Yeah, it looks pretty good. They got a series coming up against Milwaukee, which is another kind of just mini combo I wanted to do to end the show, Jake. What series are you most looking forward to this week? Because there's a couple good ones, like we said. Rays, Easy Houston-Tampa. Yeah. Easy. Okay. All right, the Rays in Houston, that's a good one. But Brewers-Cardinals. That's like, good. The Bru I mean, the Cardinals can bury the Brewers a little. We said four and a half back. Bring those players weekend. Wear all black for the funeral. Wow. That's a good one. Brewers need to win. Brewers need to win pretty bad there. And then I think that's really all. There's not too many other... Others like uh, there's a lot of bad teams playing good teams like Nationals are playing the Orioles. Phillies are playing the Pirates. Braves are playing the Blue Jays. Uh, Indians are playing the Tigers. Like there's a lot of matchups where it's a good team versus a bad team. There's not many good, good Cubs. Mets is interesting. So it's Cubs, Cubs Mets, Mets Cardinals, Brewers, Rays, Astros. Those are the Ooh, Cubs. Ones. Mets is good. Both teams just got swept. Yeah. 
Redemption. They're gonna be scratching and clawing. That's a good one. Good one. All right. I think I'm just gonna play that boogie as the outro. Boogie. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. We love you. Leave a review, rating, five stars, or whatever. Or just tweet at us. Tweet all Jake's guys at us. I want to know. I think you got five plus guys. It's two teams. Five guys. You in the elevator making out with all five of them. See you guys later. Thanks.